do design decisions involve value judgments? Andy Halliwell has gone and posted this question on LinkedIn as part of our redesigning D&T project and debates. I think this is a really tricky one to answer and our expert group felt that it was an important question that needed debating. Do design decisions involve value judgments? I think firstly, I'd be saying, what do you mean by a value judgment, a values judgment? And maybe in your response to Andy's question, you'll explore what you understand and what your views are of what value judgments are and then whether they actually impinge on or affect the design decisions that designers make and also that children make in D&T lessons. So do join the debate. We're always open to conversation and discussion on this. But for now, on to the next episode. This is the Talking D&T podcast, episode five. Welcome to the Talking D&T podcast with me, Alison Hardy, a podcast for anybody interested in design and technology education, where I'll be sharing news, views, ideas and opinions about D&T. You might have picked up recently the news that Amanda Spielman, the Chief Inspector for Ofsted, gave a speech at the Victoria and Albert Museum that really focused on design and technology. Now I'm bringing this sort of bonus episode because for me that's kind of quite seismic there hasn't been a speech or report about design and technology from Ofsted since 2011 that I can recall. So when I picked up on social media that she was giving this speech, I was like, whoa, this is fantastic. And it felt like a bit of a watershed moment because I said, there's been nothing from Ofsted or really much from the Department for Education specifically about design and technology for quite a long time. So my first thoughts were, as I said, was this is just great news that finally the subject is getting some coverage. And given the decline in the numbers of students studying GCSE design and technology, which has been catastrophic, really, and also the decline in numbers coming through to do teacher education and design and technology, I thought this is really timely. It's just going to be what we need as a design and technology community, those of us who teach the subject or who are interested in the subject. And so initially, I put out a couple of tweets, sort of saying, this is fantastic. The next day, I'd printed out the speech because I wanted to go through it a little bit more detail, thinking about how I might respond to it via this podcast, and also how it might feed into what we do at the university for next year. So I had a number of reasons um, for having a look at it. And as I read it, I actually became more disappointed and frustrated. So I just want to share here um, some of my thoughts that I've kind of let sort of stew for a few days about my reaction and almost where we can go from this speech. But I want to hold on to that fact that I think the fact that design and technology is being talked about by somebody like Amanda Spielman is really important and significant and we shouldn't lose sight of that. I also really like the fact that she was celebrating a culture of design, obviously by giving her speech at the V&A that was significant. It was also related to the Innovate project that's currently happening at the V&A. So this idea of the culture of design, um, I thought was was really important and, and kind of symbolic by giving this speech 
at the V&A. Also the fact that she mentioned each key stage where design and technology is taught. And if you look at the balance of her speech, she spoke about primary more than she spoke about key stage three and key stage four. So I think there's something there to be unpicked by the primary community and taken hold of and and built on. Um, so I think it's important that we don't sort of sideline that um, and, and that design and technology in primary was seen as, as very important. And the fact that and there's a really nice little quote within the speech where she talks about um, the recognition that design means different things in different contexts. And I think sometimes in design and technology, we've not always engaged or understood that, that there are different approaches to design for different situations, but also different approaches to design when we think about using different materials. We might approach designing when we're working solely with, for example, food, or with electronics are very different. We might be seeing creativity and modeling and testing and exploring and prototyping happening with both of those, but some of the strategies and the techniques are going to be different. Some of the ways that we might approach designing for one context, for example, for a context that we're familiar with, say in the home, it's gonna be very difficult different to the way we might approach designing for a context of travel or for a context that might be in the future. So I really like that, that level of understanding. But the issues are around the nature of design and technology that seems to come through in her speech, that I felt were, unfortunately, not necessarily outdated, but were not necessarily the appropriate ways of thinking about the subject, if, as many of us claim, design and technology is a subject for all, not just for the few. So the first thing that she spoke about was about, she didn't use this word really, but she did make reference to design and technology being a vocational subject. It's a subject that leads to specific careers. The fact that that was forefronted in her speech and was at the end of her speech does cause me some concern because I don't think we can say that if design and technology's main purpose, or one of its main purpose, is to provide pupils with the skills and knowledge and understanding for careers in design and or engineering and or technology-related careers, then we're really saying that the subject is not for all, it's only for some. So I think we have to kind of think about how do we go back and challenge and say design and technology is more than a vocational subject whilst acknowledging that it's part of the subject. The second thing uh, that I thought was interesting was the way she talked about um, psychomotor skills. Again, she didn't use that terminology, but she talked about children learning skills, practical skills, expertise in those practical skills. And she did talk about craft skills. Now, I'm not saying these things don't exist in design and technology, and design and technology doesn't have a part to play in developing children's um, psychomotor skills and, you know, fine motor skills. But again, it's not a main justification. It's part of, it contributes to, but it's not a main justification. Because let's face it, there are other subjects on the curriculum that also contribute to that. So we need to be careful by 
saying that is a reason for design and technology and putting it forward as a main reason that we can solve these problems of people not having fine motor skills. That's a function of design and technology. Because if that is true, then where's the uh, cognition and the critical thinking that comes through from the subject, the engagement with the role technology plays in society and the impact it has on us, or the idea that through design and technology we can make a difference to the way the world is around us. Surely that's, those are among some of the main reasons for design and technology. So this idea that design and technology will help children develop their psychomotor skills in in the way that she talked about is to me quite limiting in her understanding about the nature of design and technology. Then the third thing that she talked about about design and technology that has always been a challenge particularly since the 2010 National Curriculum Review was around knowledge you know and what is knowledge in design and technology. She said something about the design and the, the one of the characteristics of design and technology is a contextualization of knowledge, which implies that design and technology applies knowledge from other subjects. It almost it doesn't have its own. And so there is this misunderstanding or this misconception about the nature of knowledge in design and technology that I think we need to come back at and need to explore. Now, it is difficult. It is, I think that is a really hard thing for us to get our heads around about what is the nature of knowledge within design and technology. Because so often, knowledge gets reduced to, it's about knowing facts, whereas, whereas it isn't. I mean, she does talk about knowing that and knowing how. But again, I think it's a, it's a false dichotomy in the way that she talks about it in her speech. So we do need to explore a bit more and challenge her perception and some people outside design and technology and even inside design and technology about what do we mean by knowledge. So those are my three main issues around the way she talked about the nature of design and technology. So the first was about vocational, the second was about psychomotor skills and its implications around craft and then finally that design and technology is about the application of knowledge from other subjects and therefore a misunderstanding about the nature of knowledge in design and technology. There were other things that she talked about that I'm going to come back and unpick at a, at a later date when I've had some more time to think about it but I just wanted to share those initial thoughts, well actually they weren't initial thoughts, they were my second thoughts because I'd had 24 hours of sleep on it. I do think we need to challenge some of this and how we do that and how we explore uh, our community's response is going to be interesting from here on. So if you want to join in a conversation with me about it, then you can drop me an email. I'd be really interested to see what other people have thought about her speech and what that might mean for design and technology. You've been listening to the Talking D&T podcast with me, Alison Hardy. You can connect with me on Twitter at Hardy underscore Alison Show notes and transcripts for each podcast episode can be found on my website, alisonhardy.work. Thanks for listening. In this episode, I briefly talked about knowledge in design and technology and how it is misunderstood or misinterpreted. And if that piqued your interest 
and you'll want to find out more about what knowledge can look like in design and technology, or you have your own ideas that you want to explore and talk about. You might be interested in a series of episodes that I've recorded with Eddie Norman that will be available in January 2020. The episodes are a follow-on from some conversations that were started in the book Design Epistemology and Curriculum Planning, which Eddie Norman and Ken Baines edited. I had a chapter in there and so did David Spendlov, who also features in one of the episodes sharing his ideas about design and or technology 2.0. Through the episodes, we hope to stimulate some conversations about knowledge, skills and values in design and technology. We're not saying we have the answers. We just had some very interesting conversations that we thought we'd involve you in. If you follow this podcast and you subscribe to it already, it will appear in your feed in January and listen out to hear more in those episodes about how you can be involved in these conversations because we want to keep them going beyond the episodes and beyond just the two or three of us talking.